Hey, I'm not... be a Bounty BS with me and the nerds here. How's everyone doing? A little bit of nerd court going on in the background. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The regular nerd encyclopedia music. I like fading that in so people know. Uh, we're back. We're back. We're back. Confetti <laughs> cannons all around. <laughs> Everyone's excited. Welcome, everybody, to our episode. This is going to be our review of Star Wars Resistance Season 1, Episodes 1 through 4. Uh, Dave Filoni Project with uh, some of the main cast from the sequel trilogy. We're excited to talk about it. We hope you're excited to hear about it. Before we get started into the meat and potatoes of the episode, you know how we do it here. Mm-hmm. DP, take it away. Tell them where they can find us. All right, nerdcyclopedia.com, people. Your favorite website where we get all your favorite social media platforms from us at Nerdcyclopedia. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and also on TikTok. Um, If you are watching us on, uh, well, if you're listening to us in your car um, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, we're on iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, YouTube Music, anywhere that you hear your favorite podcast, we are there. If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you. Make sure you smash that subscribe button. Hit that notification button so anytime that we're on, you know that we're on. If you are watching us on Facebook, thank you as well. We're at Carbonate Bonnie BS, the Star Wars group. Make sure you um, join our group. You know, um, If you have some friends, make sure you share and join. If you um, have friends. If you have friends, hey, if you it used to be where a nerd, you know, had my, you know, um, minimum amount of friends and everything. Now it's just a, a explosion of you know, uh, your brethren just all around and everything. So you got friends, make sure that you share that and um, you know, go back and 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 um, share our show. Um, make sure that you leave us an email too. We're nerds at nerdsacopedia.com. So we love getting all your feedback and you having you let us know how we are. That's right. We wouldn't know without you telling us how we are. Oh, I don't know what I think about the zoom in. Uh, thank you so much, DP, for leading us off there. <laughs> so, don't this, zoom in too much. <laughs> so I tell you what, you know, uh, Ken, why don't you give us a brief overview of what this show is, like what what it covers, what time period it is, that sort of stuff, and uh, I'll kind of kick us off. A- absolutely, and I got to start with where was this? How come I didn't know? <laughs> so it it's it it gives us it gives us a, a a a development of characters that we were kind of thrown into with Force Awakens, like the mm-hmm. whole resistance, the whole Poe Dameron. Who is that? The 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 First Order. It gives us some backstory, and what I like is it's starting real, real small, real granular. We're getting the we're getting the public's view. Uh, they're talking about like the the uh, the outer rim, the known galaxy. I'm getting vibes like best star fi- fighter, star pilot in the galaxy. Um, Kaz is an excellent character. I mean, has Luke written all over? I mean, <laughs> looking at the stars, wanting to see something else. His family is getting down on him. Won't let him do what he wants to do. Won't let him join the resistance won't let him be a star fighter a star pilot he's got to kind of sneak away and he meets poe dameron who sees a spark of in, of brightness in this kid um just like han han saw something in luke hey kid you're kind of 
kind of good at a fight. Why don't you come with us? I mean, he saw this like energy. I love the writing. Um, the animation style reminds me of uh, kind of early '90s video game animation, where things were things were still drawn. Things were still drawn by hand, and has that real like blocky but fine uh, quality to it. So the characters and the emotions of the characters really come through. I mean, I dig dig the whole presentation. Um, the music is great. The characters so far, um, we got lots of nice droids. We have aggressors. We see um, we see a little bit of the First Order. And if you ask me, First Order started out, they're pretty much a mess. Because here they are hiding. They hide in hyperspace. <laughs> pretty much they're hiding. Um, and I'm really excited to get uh, some exposure with Captain Phasma. Because here's a character that we saw in Force Awakens, which... Character had some good scenes, but really no development. Like, who is this, and what's what's her importance? And it's it's female, and we've never seen that before. So it definitely deserves a a backstory and some development. So here we have season one of two seasons. Uh, I think what forty eight episodes total, something yeah, something, something like in that realm, right? So we're gonna get some good good stories, uh, some great characters we're going to see poe go from just a just a fighter pilot to a general you know where we kind of see him dropped in in force wagons but i loved it i watched actually the episodes i went up to nine but then i went back and watched one through four a couple times i thought <laughs> I mean, this needs uh, needs needs some and i love the uh, reference of fireball the ship that explodes and fireball and jaeger was a great guy super spooky weird can't wait to see what happens with him but i loved it <clears throat> what do you guys think yeah um oh it's deep go ahead dp well i was about to say ladies and gentlemen t mitch is in the house yeah, yeah. He's back. He's back. Cool. now i feel i feel so much better down here <laughs> <laughs> He is in the corner there, guys. <laughs> Feels natural. <laughs> so, D. Mitch, so we were just we had Ken just kind of go over what uh, what the show was about, <laughs> what was it, what he liked, that sort of stuff. Uh, I I gotta say this, my 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 number one feedback on this is it's interesting to see this like racing, like yeah. is it racing? Is it tie? Is it like you know fightering? You know, it, it's hard it's hard to kind of pin down what this um you know, what this uh, structure, this thing is, this like red herring they're doing is. Uh, but I'm interested to see how this episode fleshes out the politics of the post-Jedi world and how it ends up with, you've got the New Republic, which has a military, but they're staying out of stuff. And that yeah. makes that makes the resistance thing make a little bit more sense, right? Some offshoot branch of the New Republic military that's just going to keep on fighting like those Japanese guys that were fighting on the islands until like 1967 or something. And... <laughs> Like wouldn't believe, like wouldn't believe under any circumstances that Japan surrendered, right? Like you could never convince them. Mm. Um, so that's very interesting. The first order being a myth uh, is also a very interesting development because they're very, you know, they're not, we're never really presented that piece of information during the sequel trilogy, I don't think. Uh, and it's obvious why they're they're doing stuff and they're real. Um, so the idea that they're just sort of 
rumored and in deep space and they're still building this enormous death star already like it's already under construction is interesting um i i yeah. like i like i like kaz man kaz is a cool character um i really i like all the droids what's that what's that droid's name it was like bucket like that yeah, droid c4 c4 is cool yeah. he's got a cool paint job yeah. that's why yeah. it's like a cool i like that that droid paint job with the yellow and the, and the blue like the uh old school x-men you know what i mean I like that yeah. a lot. I like those are yeah, it's like minion colors. I know we're all partial to minions <laughs> <laughs> in this group. Uh, uh, so I really enjoyed it a lot. What'd you think, T Mitch? No, I, I concur with what you guys have already said, probably. But um, yeah, the, the animation style was the first thing when I started it off. It was like that 90s kind of like, I call it like Neo Tokyo style, the way it's drawn. Mm, um, yeah kind of like that like naruto type look and i really 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 enjoyed the the animation part but no i mean i mean it just seems like and i don't want to be like negative on anything but like this is seems to me like this is like feloni's wheelhouse just like he has this animation stuff like literally down pat like everything he does with animation it just seems like it's a hit regardless of the median i mean we saw the different styles even that other people do when we talk about tales of the jedi right and just i mean he didn't necessarily produce every episode but he's still overseeing the whole project so it just this animation stuff is great um these episodes being like 20 to 28 minutes great time to tell these stories and it it kind of makes us kind of wonder like you know we talked about you know in live tv when we talked about uh you know like mandalorian boba fett and all this stuff like this guy just has the timing down right he can tell an episode and get in and out you know and and this is a dp being a storyteller really really appreciated this like this guy just has this natural knack for being able to deliver something regardless of the circumstances right and that's something i really appreciate yeah, I mean, you actually brought up a point where um, I wasn't even going towards. I think once he starts grasping um, the live action, he'll get a lot better. Right. Um, exactly. The animation, like you say, he 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 just has it down. Like you know, plot wise, you know how to tell a story, especially in a in a twenty twenty five yeah. to twenty eight minute you know set. You know, get in, get out. You know, um, and, and just develop the flow with the characters, the dialogue, and everything. Um, I didn't really get into it until the fourth episode. So I was just, when, when, when I introduced the characters and everything, um, especially someone like Kaz, which is, I'm saying this guy, he, is he an idiot or is he just, <laughs> is he, is he just like, you know, real, real naive? Um, you know, Poe, I love, I, I love the fact that I saw Poe and I was trying to um, put down where this, where, where did he, did, where did this exactly take place in the timeline and everything? When seeing Phasma, you know, so Poe hasn't even met um, Finn and Ray yet, right? No, yeah, this is all before. This is all I mean, before. that's the okay. all right. So yeah, that was where I was, you know, getting a little confused and stuff. Um, but Delvin with I, I had no idea what the show was about. Didn't even know Poe was going to be on there. I just said, okay, let's try this and you know see see where it was. Um, like T Mitch said, you know, I'm digging the animation style. Um, it's different from what we've been seeing with like Dave Filoni stuff. So I'm glad they're trying. I did, you know, they try something just different. It is more, um, more. I don't want to say more, but it's a, a little bit more in a younger, younger type of realm and everything. But I'm, I am excited to see where it goes 
as far as the um the development of the first order you know i, I would have wanted more um at least for the first episode i know they're trying to set up things but seeing a lot, lot more of the first order and how they're developing um but i'm like i said the fourth episode got me with um the 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 almost um uh, where, where the um you know the, the guy i forget his name you know he stole the um stole the hyper fuel you know he stole the hyper fuel from um jaeger's um thing and uh, what's his name Ruck, ruckland ruckland, yeah, ruckland. ruckland. Yeah. and all, yeah. almost got himself killed so now we get like you know those group of characters you know interesting characters and everything um and we still got cash just trying to figure figure things out so you get you his his personality you sort of get used to it you know um but yeah, it's 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 fair to me so far. Like I said, the the fourth episode just you know grew on me. That was my favorite episode so far. Yeah, and I uh, wonder the his dad. What, what has, about the still delivery? <laughs> Whoa! Oh, man, special guest star. Special, special guest, guest star. star. Oh! Hey! Ah! Hey! <laughs> hey. <laughs> She's growing. Oh my goodness. Oh, uh, you pulled my cable out. I remember when they was that little. Oh, oh my. Oh my. <laughs> what were you saying, Ken? So, Kaz's dad mm-hmm. is a politician. Uh, sorry, guys. Sorry. Now, is he the one? Is he the one that gives everyone so much grief in the series? With um, you mean like uh, with with Luthen? Yeah, is that what you're thinking? Potentially, I mean, it makes sense to slot him in there, but because mm-hmm. he's, I think it's the same name. He's a he's a senator, and mm-hmm. he's just against everything. I mean, he's against he's against the resistance, and he's against making waves and. 3PO even had a conflict with you know con- confrontation with him when he when he uh when he call try was trying to call Leia out um and even the conversations that this through hologram with Kaz and his dad I got the impression that he's like one of those one of those guys that's going to going to allow the first order to take power because he's not going to step up you know he's not going to he's not going to see the light and see oh wow there's this you know they're in the you know you know they they're they're hidden right now but there's this thing coming this star killer base and there's this resistance and he's the one that's like oh no no don't make waves and i don't want any part of that you know yeah that's that's why i'm a little confused <laughs> um they're like it's it's like they're they're um their 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 knowledge of history and everything they can't they either they can't see the forest before the trees or they're they're just like they're letting things happen all over again, you know. I mean, I know we see where the story is eventually going to go with like, yeah, yeah. the sequel trilogy and stuff, but so, to watch them just slowly have to go through this again is like, okay, this this <laughs> this galaxy here. You know? So history repeats itself, and the biggest hypocrisy that we have right now is that the fact that it does, and we continue to let it repeat itself. Let, just let and- it happen. And even if we see something is, you know what, this this whole thing going on in in Israel, what a, what a, I mean, that's a, that's a travesty, and it's all it's all based on 
dogma that's hundreds and hundreds of years old that just doesn't make sense today. You know, right. a lot of it. It's just it just doesn't make sense. And we're just letting it all happen. So here's this resistance that's trying to make a change. And they're doing it small. They're doing it like Poe sees this kid and this kid's got a like a spark. And we're okay, well, I'm just gonna use him on this mission. We just want to find out what's going on with this racing community because there's something lascivious going on. And we see these players, this sort of mafia, you know, godfather type of thing where they're trading parts or, you know, whatever they're doing to, to make better ships to race, to win. And that's the whole like Phantom Menace vibe too. And you, and you start to get this corrupt sort of, uh, I don't know, in, in industry. And then all of a sudden there's the money and, and the money's been laundered and nobody wears, nobody knows where it's coming from. Yeah. Well, and I think that's great. Because I think there's there's a piece of Star Wars that, that goes all the way to its core that's about the seedy underworld of mm. galaxy. And and that's where Han's from. That's where that's the cantina. It's it's and uh, some of the plot and some of what makes Star Wars the original Star Wars interesting is the mixing of those things. You know, you have Obi-Wan Kenobi who's this like Jedi gentleman, you know, from from the core of the galaxy, right? He's from Coruscant. He lives on Coruscant. He's been the, the center of power. He's meeting the chancellor, you know, fighting against the emperor and stuff. Like he personally knows him. Like he would call him Sheev, right? Like he would, he would call yeah. Darth Vader Anakin for sure. Yeah. Uh, at first, right? Like he knows all these people. And then you mix it together with this dive bar in the middle of nowhere where the, the all these people are doing shady business and betting on, you know, chess or whatever. And I think bringing that to, you know, bringing that, organically to a place where that should be around a racing like group right it should be shady they should be betting pink slips and you know betting money on who's gonna win and there should be loan sharks and there should be all this stuff should should exist in this market because you know it, that's always crops up around uh competitive at like athletics or racing or you know whatever uh, gambling gambling just always shows up and anytime you have gambling you end up with the seedy underbelly of people lending money and mm-hmm. selling death sticks and doing all yeah. that sort of stuff. And if you get if you get that into the right hands, they can start to control it and 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 move it and mold it and do what they want with it because now they're in the background, but they're in control of all the money. They're controlling the money, and you know the biggest thing was getting the huts to come on board and you know that that was that was a big deal in in that particular timeline now we're seeing sort of the same thing but now we're 50 years in the future and it's all happening again right yeah for some reason the new republic just is is neutral in all this and it's so weird that there's a that yeah. there's like it's almost like there's this it's like the there's, un there's, the un there's two the EU, about everything yeah, mm. it's like the UN, the EU, NATO, and and Russia. If we're talking about the, too, like I know you brought up <clears throat> Gaza situation, so let's talk about the Ukraine situation, where like Ukraine isn't part of NATO, and NATO's kind of <clears throat> fighting against Russia, but in a proxy way by funding Ukraine, and the resistance is sort of like Ukraine, right? Where they're on the front line, they're taking you know the brunt, taking the hit, and then there's some of the members of the New Republic are funding that. But because of the fifth columnists, the imperial people that are that are ensconced in the bureaucracy and is, and are representing 
imperial interests because there were probably some planets that did pretty well under the empire and right. benefited significantly. So there's probably a constituency there, which, mm -hmm. which I guess we're all sort of understanding more and more in our lifetime now, which is interesting. Right. Um, yeah. But there's this weird complicated relationship between uh, the resistance and the new Republic. And for some reason, a fighter pilot in the new Republic can be a spy in the resistance rather than a, a fighter pilot in the, in the resistance. Um, okay. Like, you know what I mean? And, and the person that should be picking the spies is the best fighter pilot. I, I, to me, that's a little odd, but whatever that we just had to do that to get to, yeah. the, to where the racing is and where the, yeah. where Yeager's yeah. uh, garage is. Right. And, and, and for him yeah. to even pick Kaz as, as the one, um, no, and, and seeing how Kaz just reacts to his um relation, well, his um, I guess development as a spy, and seeing like, okay, you know, well, he he said he made the one comment to Jaeger about um, well, don't they know I'm resistance or whatever? He's, he's like, half the people okay. don't even know that there's a, a such thing as a resistance, you know, or the, or the new first order, they exactly. don't know, you know, they don't, they don't know, so um, he. I was just a little frustrated. It's like he should be taking this a little bit more seriously. Then I had to pause and be like, okay, this we're still early on in his character development. So um right, it's yeah. kind of like how it was in the beginning of um the Clone Wars when we're sort of like getting used to um to Ahsoka's, you know, relationship, you know, right, um, right. Her, her development in right, right. And sort of like, you know, in a way with um uh, what's his name over in Rebels? Uh, da, 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 da. What, uh, Ezra? Yeah, Ezra. You know, he wasn't as annoying or whatever as Kaz, but no. um, <laughs> he was sort of... Um... He'll, he'll grow on you. I mean, think about it. Luke? Luke was pretty annoying. I mean, oh, Luke man. was whiny, and if you Ooh, watch... I want to go to Tashi Station pick up some power converters. <laughs> if you watch outtakes, like the whole Tashi Station scene, if you watch that, I know why it's on the floor. <laughs> I get it because because I wouldn't have been half as interested in Biggs. I wouldn't have been half as interested in Luke. That whole scene was pretty much trash. Now it got developed a little bit. Like we got a whole like Toshi Station sort of vibe in Mandalorian, you know, with the parts and and wanting yeah. to get get away and like uh, you know a little a little bar and some fighting. You know, I got a little bit of that, but I mean, face it. I mean, what we have here is uh, Filoni's like really, and like I, I started my 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 review. Where was this? And if you look, if you Google this show, that's the first question people ask. Like, where was this? Why is this not? It's it's front? not talked about. It's not really as it's Clone Wars and Rebels, and this still is Dave Filoni's show, but it's not talked about. I I, I want to say you know why it missed the, you know why the show missed the boat. Because episode seven did so well off the bat that people, this is like the precursor leading up to episode seven. But right. then episode seven happened and people were so excited for The Force Awakens that they, this kind of got swept under the rug. Yeah. It came out maybe. Everyone's got to forget Force so Awakens this, for a minute. So this aired October, October of 18 to right. March of 19. And I believe that is the over, that overlaps with the release of The Last Jedi. <clears throat> I believe because I yeah. I think the last Jedi was in was Christmassy of 2018. Am I right on that, or or was it, or am I wrong? I'm pretty sure it's Christmas of 18. You're right. Okay, so if that's the case, that's what happened. Everyone was real interested to see where they were developing all those ideas from Episode Seven, right? And we yeah. wanted to know about all these things were going to matter, and we wanted to yep. see how all of it was going to tie in, and that's what this show was selling you. 
and then you didn't care anymore because the last Je the last Jedi went in a completely different direction, which again is it's right to do. It's its own thing, but yep. when we're talking about the synergy of these products, you, you know, after the last Jedi, you're not thinking about the resistance as a thing. It doesn't exist anymore. It's pretty much destroyed by the first order in that movie. Like that's the story yeah. of the final death of this thing. So we know it's not successful. Right. And, and so why would, do we care about how it was developed or the history well, of it? We right? should care. Right. We should yeah. care. And that's why we, the, the mastermind behind this did this. So there was some plot development. There was some characters and if you were interested, you'd have to search pretty hard with your internet magnifying glass to find this show because yeah. it really wasn't out there. But so such a it, shame. it says here that that last Jedi came out in 2017, and this ran from 18 to 20. So it was the year before. Okay, okay. So this is so this so this was yeah. produced after after Last Jedi to kind of tie it back into the Force Awakens. Hmm. Is that okay. is the, does that sound? Yeah, it sounds right. And people plausible. were so disheartened with the way that trilogy ended that we didn't even want to watch Star Wars anymore. Here we, we, here we go. <laughs> here we we go. were just like over it. Ooh, I love we were just I like, like this over this it. Uh, so maybe what I'm saying is correct, but for but for the Rise of Skywalker, where. Because here's the, here's another question. Here's a, here's the perfect example of the difference between those two movies, right? Is Kaz Force sensitive or not? Don't, right? Oh, don't because go there, please. Hitch. Every time, every time we, we he's reaching for something, yet. I'm like, is it going to move? What's going on? Is that why he's such a good pilot? You well, know, he he lets those engines go into the ocean and everything. So, <laughs> <that's just> like, <laughs> because that, he only thinks he can do, he can use what he has in his hand. He doesn't know yet. So he, he doesn't know yet, yeah. hunk. Give him, Give him a chance. Give him a chance. Give him. I just think there should be an answer. Uh, it, there should be an answer to the question. It goes something like this, right? If you have a hundred beings from this uni universe, a hundred sentient beings, right? How many of them are force sensitive? Is it like zero? It's like one in ten thousand. Is it like six out of a hundred? And there should be. We should be. The difference should be borne out in how the media talks about it, right? So in The Last Jedi, you would think, you know, uh, yeah, anybody could be a Jedi, right? You think that, yeah, this guy probably has some Force sensitivity. But then you go to you go to, to Rise of Skywalker and you think, no, nope. Like, could I could I be a Jedi? No. No, you couldn't. Could I, can anybody be a Jedi? Anybody named Skywalker or Palpatine? Are you, is that what your name is? Nope. No. The answer is no then, boss. It's just how it is. And, you know, it seems like Kaz's dad is like one of those imperial loyalists, right? Like he's he he's kind of like if, like you know, just to pick a name who's a, who's just very partisan, like Mitch McConnell. If Mitch McConnell had a kid and it was a fighter pilot, and was <laughs> spying, you know what I mean? Was spying for uh, a a radical left wing Democratic group that felt that they had to do that in order to stop a second insurrection or something like that, right? That would be a shocking thing, and it would be a very it'd be a source that you would definitely want if you were on one of those shadowy groups. <laughs> he, wouldn't, <laughs> you know I mean? he wouldn't he wouldn't promote it, and he would he would step on him, you know. And it, you, you get this like feeling of like, 
this is the first time Kaz has made decisions on his own. And that he keeps saying that. He keeps saying, he, he, yeah. I tried to do the right thing and I failed because it's the first time that I'm not going to my dad, my family for help. And his dad even pulled that pulled that card, pulled that like you know, every time is, you talk to me about money, sure. you always need them. Right. I'll tell you know who his dad is? His dad is the typical American father who's his high who's the high school quarterback's coach. <laughs> that is who his dad is. And it plays out like I've given you everything. I got you a scholarship in the college. You know, he said it like I got you the training, like this is what you do for me. Like, bro, like and look what like, you did. You're living vicariously through your child. I made you a district champion. Exactly. District yeah, 17 yeah, right? champion. I made that. Is you were nothing when you and, got to me. And, and how about them bringing the Nemoidians in as the, as, the, uh, as the agent? The Neomoidian, uh, what is his name? Heller? Yeah. Like I mean, that, that took, that took, that took that. Like to bring that character back that already had all kind of controversy, <laughs> and now we're bringing it in again as a as an evil. Can't trust them because you don't know where they're where they stand, and yeah, we still can't trust them. I have this feeling there will be a surprise attack from the Immortals. I don't know why. It's, Ooh, that's what I think. <laughs> so yeah. we're gonna find we're out. They're troopers, by the way. Oh yeah, the the, the, the tie pilot, the ace, very uh, red yeah, baron, that red baron von uh, Baron von Richtenberg, right? Ooh, Manfred von Richthofen. Yeah, right. well, you can like check this. that. You can look that up if you want. Oh yes, or uh, the guy so, Snoopy's chasing the Baron. Yeah, that's he got that's the Baron. Red, that's the red tie, that's a right? Nineteen fifteen tri-wing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Don't even go against this guy. <laughs> Yeah, got the red unless you now. unless Dang. you've got an aluminum hull, right? Unless you've got the aluminum. Yeah, I got the other one right here. here. <laughs> That's like the camel. I like it. You always want to be like this. You know, you don't want to be like this. No. A lot of guys saw it, didn't see that coming, right? Anyway, that's enough about the Red Baron and his yeah, exploits. Yeah. Jaeger's pretty interesting. I, I like his demeanor and, you know, um, the way he relates and just tries to do his best to keep, you know, Kaz in line and stuff and keep reminding him because he's sort of like his surrogate father, you know, on the um, on the boat. <laughs> you know, that vibe, right. And uh, um, yeah, trying to trying to just trying to keep, you know, Kaz in focus, you know, keeping Kaz focus is a task because he's everywhere, you know. Where he's not, where he's not supposed to be, and everything, and I'm just like, dude, are you an idiot, or you know, what's what's just going on here, and everything? I, I love what what the 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 analogy that that T Mitch said. You know, it is like you know the the father living vicariously. Yeah, he's a coach's son. You know, now he's got a, now he's got a college coach. That this is the type of coach that is is not going to talk about his pedigree and his talent. He's going to exactly. talk about how hard work's going to get you there. Hard work. You got to wake up in the program. You got to do your lifting. You got to be at your meetings. Yep. And you know what? If you're not 15 minutes early, you're late. And that's just how it's going to be. A day off? A day off? I don't think right. so. That's not how we run stuff here. Uh, those, those disciplinarian guys, like, uh, I don't know, Bobby Knight's an example of a guy that I feel like has oh, for sure, yeah. Person, right? For sure, yeah. So, yeah, I feel like, I feel like that's the case. And it's interesting because – like we don't get a lot of those. Like, there's not a lot of 
like competitive nuance in Star Wars, right? I mean, this this sort of thing where it's almost like a like a NASCAR league that they have going on here, right? So you don't see a lot of those sort of long term competitive team sports, mm-hmm. uh, just because culturally, right. it's, you know, we just don't see it. Uh, right. So it's interesting to get that yeah, look. Who has time to have fun in Star Wars? You know, and we don't see a lot of that. Not a lot of fun in the Star see, Wars. We didn't see Doza, like the mastermind behind this whole thing, and the fact that our boy, his first race is against this guy's daughter. I mean, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of meat there. And I think we're going to get, like, I think Doza is more than just the owner of the tower where the food is good, where, where the the bed sheets are clean and, and you get, you get everything you need. I mean, I think that's where Kaz is going to have to get himself into and he's going to have to build a relationship with this girl. What's her name? I can't. Um, it's interesting. It's like Sabine. It's like a, it's like uh, an interesting. Like Tora. Tora. Uh, Tora. Yeah. Tora. Like there's his in. There's our spy in. He's got to get into this family. And because that's where the money is. That's where the money's controlled. And if the First Order has any interest in this base or whatever we're calling it. It's like the hovering Bespin Cloud City thing. NASCAR Bespin. (laughs) NASCAR Bespin. If they have any interest in this place, it's going to be building a relationship with this guy because that's where the money flows. You know what's wild about this, though? Like, when you talk about, like, money flows and all this, we've literally seen this in the prequels. Like, so when they had Watto and the stuff happening um, with young Anakin, you don't think that, like we talk about money laundering, that the Imperial, the new, the Empire was running their money through this to kind of like filter it? You don't think Watto and all those guys were involved with that? They knew. So like, it just seems so naive of this new Republic to not know like this, like, oh my illegal type betting. You know what I mean? Like, how do you, there's no check and balance and like, we're running all this money through here. Like, you're not inspecting what's going on. You're, there may be like a new evil rising and it's like oh no it's nothing you know we i don't know why we have a resistance everything's calm in a galaxy like i just find it like this the republic's so goddamn naive about everything like in andor we are you know in um in andor mandalorian we saw dirty stormtroopers we saw stormtroopers that were like disenfranchised now they're working for the mob and they were all like beat up they couldn't shoot any better than anyone else. Never do. And they were just trying to make a. They were trying to get through life, and they found they landed in the place where basically I think we're all saying this whole thing starts. This is how empires are built in complacence and you know neglect and ignorance and not seeing the big picture and not being able to make a change and still relying on thoughts and ideas that are old like update update yourself update your 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 brain so that you can you can see down the road you can see what's what's coming but but you know what i don't want them to because that's how these stories are made and i want i mean what do we want to do solve star wars solve the problem (laughs) we still do we we could get frustrated all we want and you know um, like you know they they do this but at the same instance, you know, we still need these stories to continue. 
But what? Um, but what are you supposed to do when more Star Killer bases and Death Stars? I don't want them to keep being repetitive with okay, okay. The one Empire falls, another Order rises and stuff. So for uh, Rise of Skywalker ends, what? Is there going to be another order that arises? And you know, and the time span between everything that happens is so small that it's like the their their memories just be must just be super short because like Team Mitch is saying, they're either idiots or just naive or something where they can't yeah. figure out, okay, this thing happened over a hundred years ago or over 75 years ago and stuff. You know, still gotta be people that have lived through that time. Um, that experience a certain thing, you know, why not warn them about the future or even some people in political power or whatever? Because the people in political power have a, like it's, it's against the interest of the people in power to do those things. And, and the re the reason has to be very simple. And that's that, you know, ending the empire was a very effectively a a coup d'etat. I mean, it was, it was an action against like from the top and, you know, it would not. It would make a lot of sense if there was still a constituency, as as I've said. Right. What What's interesting to me is that what Palpatine did is he he took over all the legitimate government apparatus, and then also took over all the illegitimate, like non governmental organization apparatuses, like by taking over all the crime syndicates and the Black Hand all, and all that stuff, right? So when when the people who are idealistic young people like Mon Mothma took Palpatine on and ended the empire by capturing Coruscant and, and starting a Republic, you know, they weren't, they weren't thinking about rooting out the corruption that is endemic. That really is the point of like the Imperial mechanism from culture. And because they didn't root out that, uh, that organized crime, Palpatine and his organization is still sitting on top of that. It's almost like a shadow government. And in some places it's going to be stronger and more influential than the new Republic. And those are the places where you're going to get the first order people and the people where have you sent, you know, an investigator, an investigator to see if they were, you know, spending, sending a bunch of military technology somewhere, right? They lie to them and obfuscate it. And without the Jedi to go in and, and tell, Hey, this person's lying to me. And and solve those things. The new republic is all. It's ultimately blind. They're blinded by that. So they are. There is a significant portion of the people who probably were inside the imperial governmental apparatus who are inside the new republic apparatus. None of those people want the new republic to succeed. None of those people want the new republic military to be given the authorization to stop the first order from doing anything. And they're preventing that from happening. So the there has to be a non-governmental action to mm-hmm. to oppose it, and that's what the resistance is. Yeah, and and we say that a lot. You mentioned Palpatine and how we meant we talk about it a lot. He's in the background. He's waiting to see. Well, still, he literally at this at the, literally at this point, he really is in the background. He's still thinking about what somehow means to him. <laughs> and, and you know he's gonna be there. So when when the when the shit hits the fan, he's gonna be there as the is the the controller, the backup. You know he's gonna take care of it, and he might he might fall on the New Republic side. That very well. That would he spent a lot of his life in that world. He spent a lot of his life unpacking that and looking at how these different 
syndicates, the, the banking guild and how he can influence that and how he can live behind the scenes and nobody knows. I mean, that's the point, right? That's, that's what a Sith does. It lies. It's deceit. It, but is that bad? I mean, is that really all that bad? Because look at how things turned out. We're still talking about this. No, nothing's blown up, really. I mean, everyone's still, there's people that thrive mm-hmm. and there's people that don't. And that's exactly and I, like what we what we're living right now. And I, yeah, I start to I start to feel Ken's out. lightsabers. Yeah, Ken, your lightsabers starting to change colors a little bit from what I'm hearing. Ooh. You know, I mean, but you know what's crazy when we discuss this show, and you know, it's always like it's always a shitty part about the our our show, right? Because it always has to come back to this, like, like okay, we said that this came out in 2018, right? And then we talk about everything, like. This is how you know that Star Wars has been a fucking dumpster fire because <laughs> they fixed Leia with Obi-Wan and basically said she was force sensitive as a child, which we knew, right? And then in this show, like, so how do you have somebody in the New Republic and you don't show off her abilities or, like, you know what I mean? Her intuition, like, this is how you know they had no idea what they were doing with the, with the movies. We're just, the we're just starting. We're just, we're just Come into on, this. Uh, just a little bit. They, they're not going to show that she has any force intuition. I mean, I just think this is the beginning might of be like... I mean, Senators that's why she's a good general. Who knows? All exactly. Those, all, all those generals have... All great generals have a sixth sense. Like right. All of them. Napoleon, Alexander, Caesar, they all... They have this idea where they can they can see everything and understand where things are, especially... Well, they, you they, know what they are. They were all chists. We can go back in time and I'll say that they were mm-hmm. like chists. <laughs> they, they all had battle meditation. <laughs> well, Leia has some form of battle meditation. I mean, Coder made that that can, so we know there's a light side battle meditation Correct. thanks to Bastila. So, thank yes. you very much for, uh, to, <laughs> to to LucasArts Games uh, for hooking us up with that. So, I, I think that makes sense. But you know, having Leia in a in a series like this, and then not having like I want a little bit more of that. Like, are we is like like if it's hinted at that Poe is force sensitive, right? And that's how. Right he's able to do the things he's able to do in the cockpit, right? Then if his intuition telling him that he should be talking to Kaz, and if that's the case, shouldn't Leia's intuition be telling her the same thing instead of that's the opposite? That's, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, I don't know. It just, I mean, it's a cool show, but it's just, it muddies the waters a little bit for me. And, and it's interesting. We should, do, we should do a show just on force sensitivity. And oh, what does that mean? That's, that's going to... Hitch has already tried this. That's going to be a tough one because, like I said, we're, we're letting people learn the force in three weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> from, so from I can't feel it. It's, it's, it's an argument to be made how, how fast Luke Skywalker learned, like, you know, his, his force sensitivity and everything. How are we introduced to the force? Well, Our Luke, Luke had it in his blood. This girl yeah. wasn't even like. Yeah, this girl wasn't even. She wasn't even a Vizsla to say she had the force. She was just. But Obi-Wan told, told Luke, the Force is an energy that surrounds us and binds us. It's in all beings. It's in every living thing. There isn't one living, sentient being that is not Force-sensitive. Yeah, well, there's a now, almost everybody can make a sound, but not everybody can sing, man. That's a good point. I don't know. Listen to punk rock in the 80s. I mean, there's a lot of singing going on. 
yeah, want to yeah, sing. It was a lot of sounds too, you know. Yeah. And and this time of year, everyone's singing Christmas carols. Everyone's singing. Now there's different levels of it. Like, do I want to listen mm. to that person sing again? Hmm. Do I want to listen to that person throw a rock across the room or watch them throw a rock across the room? Sure. But it, well, you get the, the force is just it's 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 it, it's in everyone. Everyone has this capability. It's just levels. So I mean, your answer to how many you can you've got a basketball? Can you throw it 500 yards down a field and get it through the basket? Probably so not. So you I mean, are a a force democratist. So your answer is. to your answer to out of a hundred beings in the Star Wars universe, how many of them Nine. are force sensitive? You would say a hundred. Hundred. Shut sure. up. <laughs> and that's the way I understand it. I'm just going by the scripture. I'm just Whoa, going the scripture, the scripture has changed. The scripture has definitely changed as of uh, 20. But that's not unusual. As 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 I think I, I've mentioned, that's not unusual when oh, we're talking no. about the foundation of religion and what happens in the second and third generation is that there's this I they start deciding what really is the really. story we're telling here and how do we want to tell it? And then it, it changes the canon, which is what they we call it the same thing. It's it's from from the term means what books and poems and stories are going to be incorporated in the actual Bible. So they were deciding at the council of Nicaea um, during the later Roman empire. Uh, so, you know, it makes sense that that's happening right now with star Wars, not that it's a religion, but it's, but it's, no. it's, it's it? having a it, similar it, structure, not? right? Because it's, it's a story actually, that yeah, was told. It's, it's a story that yeah. was told in one generation. And it's, it's now we're in the third, at least a third generation, I think. Um, and are we're we still, third, third so I think the, Original trilogy. I mean, if you just look original We're trilogy, to be in a third trilogy. Generation. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. for sure, right? So yeah, whatever story they decide they, they want to make up. <laughs> so we, so they could that's this stuff could change. I mean, we could be looking talking about okay, well, originally it was supposed to be very rare. There weren't any Jedi at all. There are like six Jedi in the whole galaxy. But over time, our theological ideas changed and we decided that it was more. Democrats, there were way more force sensitive people, and it was the new the republic had its head up its ass in a lot of ways. One way was that it didn't understand that everybody was capable of, of this force sensitivity. They were only training the certain very, very easy to train people. Like that's the mm -hmm. way they'd see it, right? Like they, they weren't tr even trying to train the hard people at all. People that demonstrated easy looks. Like we we okay, we see this 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 guy, he definitely has force abilities like for sure okay put them in the school put them in school these other people let them sort of meander through life and and do you know they'll excel in different things and you know like like pawn could a non-force sensitive being navigate an asteroid field we know that's almost improbable <laughs> right according to 3po almost improbable to navigate an asteroid field that's constantly changing. What did Han do? Flew right through it like it was nothing. That's force sensitivity. That's being able to see several steps ahead and playing chess, but in reality. Not so as you're, just, you're not calling you're not calling him a good pilot. You're saying he has force sensitivity. Han Solo force sensitive What's is, the difference? is man. See, this is and this is I, I think another I, I get what Ken is saying, but it's it's not. 
the math is it's still not math in Ken. I, I don't know. The math there we go. I like that. Thing. I like that. I it's like an the interesting game. theological question. I think Ken, you posited correctly, and it's it's is Han Solo force sensitive? I, I think that's that's the other thing is it's how prevalent is it, and is yeah. are those talents? Are we just simply to understand the the font of those talents is the force, and that's right. all. That's the only place that they come from. If they exist. And the fourth. What happened? We have all flown in the Falcon, right? You've done it in a video game. You've done it either you've gone to Smuggler's Run. <laughs> I, I've, I've done it. Yeah, you know, I've done it, it a few times in real life. I've drove it's the Falcon. It's not easy. I mean, this thing is like, I think the idea is you're driving a washing machine through a lava field. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you it's very difficult. Very difficult. So in order to maneuver this vehicle, you've got to have more than just raw talent. I think you get a little bit of... I mean, think about the force like... That's like saying you're going from uh, an 80s Continental to like a Chevy Metro, bro. That's it's just a big boat. you got to get used to, you know what I mean? And now you got the new small kind of maneuverable car. That was just a boat compared to anything else. So he was used to driving that that classic car. That's all on his all on what is it? All on his left. It's like oh, just all over yeah, here. Yeah, right. He yeah, knows yeah. he's on one side. He would just he be lining up with that white line on the right. Right. <laughs> you know, or or maybe you conceptualize. See the B wing. I've always thought that maybe the Millennium Falcon had some of the stuff with the B wing going on, where you would in your mind it would be under you. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like looking on your side. I don't know. What, I, this what is a ridiculous ship this was. And it had no shield. It had no shield. So it's just like <laughs> dropping bombs, right? And getting blasted out of the sky because they're like, well, we don't need this thing to be be protected. We're gonna send X-Wings out there to, you know, knock out the you know the front line. And here's this thing coming along real slow, dropping bombs and getting picked off left and right. Dropping bombs that are run by gravity in space where there's no gravity, by the way. You know, stuff doesn't fall down in space. That's just not the direction it falls. Based on Ken, though, I guess the Things fall backwards in space. I guess nobody on the B-Wing would be Force-sensitive since they were so easily picked off, right? Oh. But wait a minute. Wasn't that... Rose. Wasn't Rose's sister on the thing with the the talisman? Yes. Again. Oh, yeah. Sacrificial such. This is why there's such a debate, right? Because sometimes they make you think hey, there's no force sensitivity around. It's a very, very exclusive club. And sometimes they make you think, you know what? Have you really have you really tried really hard? If you really wish, if you really wished upon if a star. If you really tried wish, really hard and you found you a Jedi. Hard enough, if you wish upon a star, you will be able to use the force. If you find the well of souls. They can. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so right now we're and, saying. And you can get past the snakes. <laughs> you're, it's always you're snakes. Hans like it's I hate snakes. So the what Force is Awakens, it to be snakes? The Force Awakens is really just as title of all the new characters out of the Force. So now we're, we've established that Ray, Finn, Poe, Rose. Let's keep going. Who else? I mean, all we got to do is double tap A, and everybody has can double jump. Yeah, that's where we're at. Don't now. forget that that Grogu's still rolling around out there. Oh, and now, Grogu, and now Ahsoka and Sabine have both okay. been easily separated Sabine. out, and probably can skip. We can give them a buy yeah. through the whole Tron, uh, Tron trilogy. Tron. Uh, that we're gonna get to Tron trilogy. Tron. 
Yeah, I did yeah. say Tron. You said Tron. Hey, have you guys seen Tron? No, no, no. So yeah, I mean, so now we've established down to this new sequel trilogy, we have like nine people that are force sensitive and only hey, one hey, are trained. Let's talk about Tron real quick. So, <laughs> sorry guys. So, Flynn, Flynn was a program. He was a user. It was that the force. Does he have a little bit of extra? I mean, he wasn't really any different. I mean, there were some programs down there on the grid that are you. I mean, they could are fight. you positing, Ken, that the Star Wars galaxy is just a simulation? It's fictional yeah. entirely. Oh, you know what? I would love to be digitized into the Star Wars universe. <laughs> Wait ten years, and that's going to be. Up. I'm sure that's an experience hey, sure, that'll be yeah, available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well, probably going to be possibilities. Do some cardio. Make sure sign you me up. Team Mitch will be right there with you. Just like how he does the T Disney like every quarter, you know. T Mitch is gonna retire to a closet where he's got one of those VR headsets on, just living in there. <laughs> he's just never gonna log out. No, I can't like right there one man. I'm not into that. That's crazy. How many gigabytes have you used? Six hundred and fifty thousand gigabytes a second. I need more power. He said, this is better than Disney. I'm never going to Disney again. There'll be a whole thing. A whole thing will be like uh, Star Trek fans going into that, into the Star Wars universe and pretending they're playing Star Trek and saying stuff like, I need more power. And everyone hating on him. And being a, I, I could just see that being a thing. Engage. We don't say engage. I just want to, I'd like to ride a light cycle. I'd like to ride a bricklayer. What the hell does he say? Something like that. I think it's I'm a doctor, not a magician. Oh, I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is wild. I'll, I'll oh, say that. Geez. I mean, but it's a fun show. It, it really is. I, I mean, I'm excited to see where this goes. Yeah, I'm, 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 like I said, I'm the fourth excited. episode got me on board. I'm like, I'm right there. I'm right there too. I'm so right yeah. Right. So we'll get. So we're gonna get what five to eight. Well, yeah, five to eight. Sounds sounds good. Sounds about right, guys. Yeah, I thought the were... last last chunk. I think we got to do like five or six episodes. The last just to finish it off. We can line it. We'll line it up right. I yeah. thought. I Ooh. thought we were. I thought there was going to be like eight episodes of this. Like when I just like up until yeah, until yeah, I looked. When you when we started, I thought that too. I was like, oh, it's going to be like another eight to ten episodes. And I looked, and I was like, wait, what? It's 20, like 20 hours? Like, oh, God. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, like, yeah, how many episodes? Where did, where did this go? Where did it come from? You know, How do we not even notice this? Like, we, we were what? doing this show. Exactly. <laughs> we really dropped the ball. We're like uh, we're like the Steelers in the Steelers in, like, the third quarter, and we got a lead, oh, and we just said, no, This is the wrong show for that. I wish they would be telling Hey, I will say this. As of before, I got on the show. This has been the this has been one of the first times I ever wanted to walk out a movie in my life. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you're gonna VP. Uh, no, VP. I'm telling you this now. Please go because I'm telling you, you'll want to walk out. This is oh, the worst well, CGI. It, this was I'm the worst CGI I've ever seen. Out. That is when you, really when you went to see Titanic. Didn't you want to walk out? Bro, this is crazy. Isn't it just two? Is it just two hours of him talking to fish, like just having conversations? Like, so how have you been, Larry? And the fish oh, is just like, listen, it's it's bad. Like, no, this is why they reset it. I'm telling you, this is this is bad in 19. This is worse than 1984. This is what killed it all, huh? Okay, well, this is the final blow. It, uh, Man, uh, Mantis was cool. 
Mantis was dope, but like at least wow. my expectations are way down now. You know. <laughs> please, Wait, please is it like is it like uh, conversations with Crush? Like, did you see that? I have no idea. This must be some '80s shit before I was born. <laughs> okay, look at the time. Oh man! Oh, like, like '76 or something. I don't know, bro. Crush. I know Crush the wrestler. No, I know crush, Orange Crush, the sea turtle from uh, Finding Nemo. Oh, bro, I didn't, I didn't watch that. I'm sorry. Yeah. You didn't go. You didn't go. Uh, That's my bedtime. Yeah. That's my bedtime. Unfortunately. <laughs> I but, hate uh, just, I mean, he's yeah. all water and no talk. All right, oh, time to wow. go. Time to go yeah. watch Rogue One again. Right. Yeah. This is time. This is Ken's time to get put his bedtime show on, which is Rogue One. He Rogue One and Rogue Andor. One. I'm going to watch the whole right. thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, no, guys, it's been it's he's been a fun show. Orders. Right. Definitely, he follows whatever Disney tells him to. Whatever they tell me, the mouse. So, um, yeah, guys, we'll be back next week to continue this. Um, we hope everybody has a happy holiday. So that's one of the things, obviously, this will air now. But Monday, obviously, we won't be on. So hope however you celebrate your holidays, you have a happy holiday. We'll be back next week. And also keep out, keep an eye out for the Nerd psych, the nerd Comic Psycho Flick Show. Hopefully, we can, I can drag DP to the theaters this weekend so he can waste $16. Um, <laughs> I, I can't wait. Uh-huh. I cannot I wait. Oh, bro, that's crazy. But, yeah, guys, I appreciate everybody. Coming on until next week, guys. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way.